Hello there and welcome to Trope on a Rope, the show where we pull on the blue rubber gloves and root through the hand luggage and inner cavities of cinema to discover what's what. This is your captain speaking, so please stow your shit, strap yourselves in and get comfortable because today we're cruising at an altitude of heightened entertainment <laughs> where the stakes are high and the possibility of one of the protagonists having to land a plane is an almost certainty because there's mother flipping stakes on these mother flipping planes. My name's Jeff, and I'm joined by Mr. Colin Gerard. Salutations, bitch. I have to say, was thoroughly impressed with that one. The altitude <laughs> one. I like that. That was good. You, you started off on a high note. I'm 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 flying high. It's good. <laughs> oh, I mean, hello. The trope that we're talking about for the next three films is stakes on a plane. Action within a confined space, uh, high above the ground in a cheap aluminium tube full of people's farts. Oh, my joke. Damn it. <laughs> well, I think it was an almost certainty that one of us would say it, so I had to get there. <laughs> How do you feel about these these kind of movies? Your, 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 your red eyes, your Air Force Ones, your snakes on a plane, which we, aren't, we are not looking at snakes on a plane for this. Mm. We're just stealing the name for stakes. Stakes on a plane. Um, I actually I like the idea of having like a some kind of threat over or otherwise like a in a confined space where there's no escape literally no escaping it's not like you can jump out the window and go ha ha I got away because then you'll die although uh, there are a lot of these movies and there's only a certain yeah. certain amount of threats that can happen to the point where one of the threats was snakes literally on a plane I do like these kind of films because it's contained action like eh, there's a non non-stop i think one of these films is actually called non-stop once it's up in the air it can't stop until it lands yeah and landing most of the point most of the time the the landing part is the tricky bit yeah because the captain gets um, sick or dies dies or the wheels fall off or fucking something so there's like a built-in ticking clock there's isolation you've got to it's problem solving using only the things that are on the plane to start with. Yeah, most of these need to be set up beforehand, and you, usually, like the the threat can be can be something over, like uh, terrorists are on the plane and they're pointing guns yeah. at you. So everyone knows what the, everyone knows what the threat is, and either they're cowering or actively working together in some way to try and counteract it. But like this one's more of a psychological one, where there's literally only two people that know there's a problem: the guy with the yeah guy with the the threat and the person who is being threatened and neither can say to anyone else and get help from anyone else so it's more yeah. of a how the fuck do i get out of this without otherwise my dad on the ground will die kind of thing yeah we're talking i don't think i've mentioned it so far we're talking about red eye 2005's um red eye with um uh what, what's the name rachel McAdams and killian murphy um, or the scarecrow, if you will, uh, and Rachel McAdams from Mean Girls. She was in Mean Girls. That was it. The, the only thing I don't like about this films, these kind of films, is that they're done so so often that the threat now is it's, there's not really anything new. It's the same thing again and again and again. So now it just comes down to who does it, how well they do it. I remember what I was going to say. These films were super prevalent pre nine eleven. Yeah, then well, for some reason they fucking disappeared, right? Can't think why that might be. Like, if you watch back these films, and the 
uh, reminds you of a world where fucking people just wandered onto airplanes without a care in the world, with their, minimal security. With their AR-15 <laughs> on their back. It's my right! <laughs> <laughs> just wandering onto planes with whatever the fuck they liked. Um, getting but, into all sorts of fisticuffs. Now, even like a mild argument mid-air causes a plane to land. Yeah. Fucking annoying. You, you just get like three drunk, um, three drunk Brits on a fucking plane to Ibiza, and that plane's not getting there. Well, because they're usually drunk. That's that's not because of mid-air drunkenness, though. That's usually because they're drunk before they take off. Yeah, they're drunk before they take off. I would never, ever, ever get like an EasyJet or a fucking Ryanair flight to to Ibiza because I've seen enough videos of them on the internet. Of a, they look like shit old planes, and b. Everyone's fucking off their tits in a cheap. Imagine working for that. Yeah, one 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 guy on the wing holding the wing, beating the airplane up with the wing. They just <laughs> ripped off with superhuman alcoholic strength, flapping it. Try try stay try stay flying. If they did that um, that thing from like the Twilight Zone, William Shatner, there's something on the wing. Is it? The... <laughs> The cabin crew would be like, "Yeah, I'm sure there fucking is. There's there's something going on. There's there's two people fucking in the bathroom right now." So, unfortunately, there are many things inside the plane that are far more dangerous than gremlin eating the engine. Huh? <laughs> if that gremlin kills us all, they'll be doing us a favor. Just make it quick. Ninety percent of people on this, ninety percent of people on this plane are the worst people in the world. So, mm. uh, but yeah. Super prevalent these films before before nine eleven. After, kind of dropped off. This film though, surprisingly, two thousand five. Crazy. They stopped films about uh, airplanes. They didn't stop making tall buildings, though, did they? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) fucking hell um (laughs) shall we get into the film i've got i've got me blurb and then we can discuss this red eye tells the story of lisa a hotel manager who's taken the late night red eye flight to miami where she meets jack an incompetent kidnapper slash terrorist slash hitman who threatens her to comply with his overcomplicated and needlessly convoluted mission to kill a senator or something. In a film so full of holes, you could wrap it in plastic and sell it as cheese. Swiss cheese, no less. I don't I don't normally show my cards during during the blurb, but you can probably tell how what I feel of this film. Well, from that blurb, I thought, solid film. <laughs> um, I don't think you need to hide your cards on this one, to be honest. <laughs> normally, right? I write about like two pages of notes on these films um i've not written anything on this i wrote one word meh <laughs> yeah all right okay cool i had what i had one massively awesome thing going for it which is obviously rachel mcadams yeah well done for being you well done for being you good job and that's it continue that's <laughs> it. okay cool Right, well, the IMDb's and the Rotten Tomatoes are quite high for this. IMDb's 6.5, and Rotten Tomatoes is a staggering 79%. Um, hmm. 
what is your initial th- feelings on this film? This film struck me immediately, and it's mostly from the aesthetic, is uh, like a, a mid-90s film. Uh, partly because of the, maybe it's because of the airport TVs. Maybe it's because of the, the uh, online technology. But everything just seemed, even the picture quality of the TVs and the clothes they were wearing just seemed like a mid-90s movie. But mm. it's not, is it? No, it's 2005. Exactly. So, yeah, that was weird. Um, again, yeah, I just don't really know what the point, What what's his name, John? Jack. Jack Ripner. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why he was. Mm. Um, I, I understand what he was doing. It was fairly obvious what he was doing. He kept explaining it. Yeah. Over and over again. In di- why was he doing it? All right. So just just to sum up, sum up, what is his plan? So <laughs> the plot loosely of this film is Rachel McAdams is a hotel manager. Very good one. A very good one. The best in the game. Um, one of those types. Um, she is, um, where did she start? Like Texas or something? Um, I can't remember where she was, uh, but she was, yeah, she was away in another place. Uh, grandmother's funeral, right? So she's flying yeah. back to Miami where she works and lives and where her father lives as well. Um, her father and mother are separated. Which is a detail that's not important to anything. Um, yep. <laughs> Other, it's only important to one thing. That's not uh, her mother isn't at the house at the end. That's the only it said that they didn't have to cast an extra person. That too. Yeah. Um, her father, by the way, who is um, uh, Brian Cox. Brian Cox, I assume he just came in for like one day to film. I Yeah. I, I thought <laughs> when I saw I saw Brian Cox was in this, I was like, oh, Brian Cox, the, the, uh, the physicist. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see him act, and it wasn't him. And I said, like, "Oh, that Brian Cox." Yeah, the one that's ah. a, the one that's an actor. The only time yeah. where you're not sure which Brian Cox you're getting is like on like que- BBC Question Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we've got yeah. uh, also Brian Cox. And you're like, oh, is it the actor or is it the physicist? Um, yeah, I never knew this actor's name. Now I know he has the name of a physicist. Yeah, or a physicist has his name. No. <laughs> just flat. No, not discussing it any no. further. No. Um, yeah, Brian Cox, I assume he came in for like one day to film because a lot of this film he spends just moving from one chair to another. Wearing the same clothes. Wearing the same clothes, yeah. Uh, he does two things. He's either talking on the phone or he's lying on the floor. So where did I get in the um, description of what's happening in this thing? Um, so she gets on the flight to back to Miami, right? Yep. Um, and uh, on the flight, she meets uh, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy, who seems charming and and lovely and all that kind of stuff. But then when on the plane, um, and uh, she can't get out, turns out he's a hitman, something terrorist, maybe guy. I actually think he the beginning of uh, the beginning of the movie Killian Murphy was really good. Yeah, I love the way I love the way he big revealed his the fact that he's a hitman by just blatantly saying it, and then she went, "Ha ha!" But why can't you tell me what you do? 
I just did. <laughs> I do like that when they do that in films. Yeah, no, I told you. Uh... That happened to, happened to that point, Killian Murphy. 100%. Fucking fantastic. Good you. On the plane, yeah, he re- reveals that he is a hitman or something. They want... Whoever the fuck they are. Whoever the fuck they are, because they don't answer that. They're trying to kill a senator, I think. The the senator is staying at Rachel McAdams Hotel. They want her to use her influence to change his room so that it's easier for them to kill him. Is it so it's easier for them to kill him or so that they know which room for certain he's in? Because they could, if that were, if it's the second one, they could have just asked her, and that could have been the threat. And she could have, well, he's in room four or two, but they changed him purposely to one that's like a facing the sea. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's to make put him into an easier to kill position, right? I guess one. I do believe that Killian Murphy says what his original room number is. Oh, okay, so they do know what the what the starting room is. So apparently, this senator stays at the same. Right, let's pick this bitch apart. (laughs) (laughs) The senator stays in the same room all the time, right? That's what they say. Um, So the Secret Service sweep it. It's their normal room. When they do change the room, the Secret Service are like, ah, this is a bit dodge. Maybe we should just go to like the backup hotel. And yeah, I was about to say, they have a backup hotel with a booking just in case this kind of thing happens. So they could have just gone there. Which the senator's like, no, it's been a long day. I'm, I, 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 let's just accept the change of room. Yeah, accept the change of room because he knows uh, Reg McKellen's character, and it was on her authority, and she, he trusts her. But yeah. she doesn't. She never speaks to him. Yeah. So the fact that it's on on her authority could be bullshit. Yeah. And therefore shouldn't be trusted, and therefore should have still gone for the fucking backup room. Yes. In another hotel. Yeah, all right, okay, put <laughs> I'll circle back to that bit. Um wh- why why is it easier to kill him? So they, they move him to another room, right? The room that they moved into, as you mentioned, is on the sea uh, facing the sea. Yeah. Right. The assassins themselves are on a boat. The only boat. Assumably, because from the look of the building, there isn't like an inner core, like an inner courtyard. It's just like a skyscraper. So, assumably, all the rooms face outward. Yep. Right? So, if it's not on the the original room, if it's not on the seaside, it must have been on the other side, the city side. Yep. Where is easier to hide a hitman or a sniper or a bazooka-wielding dude? In a city or on a boat, <laughs> and no people yeah. are. Where is it harder for them to search for a hitman or a machine gun or a place where there are hundreds and hundreds of other rooms, possible snipers, hmm. people, or the one boat? <laughs> the one po- boat in the middle of the sea, which is famous, the sea, for not having people in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure the fish aren't assassinating anyone, so we can rule them out straight away. That's what a fool does, Colin. A fool <laughs> lets his guard down and trusts the fish, right? That's how the end of humanity comes. As a fucking piranha just flies through the air, <laughs> nibbles his neck open. 
We got the taste of blood from fucking what's her name? Isla Fisher in the one of the previous films. Um <laughs> so yeah. Um that is a massive hole. Yeah. He was in the easier to assassinate, harder for them to find the killer room already. Yeah. And and they changed into the now there's only one possible place he could be assassinated from with the one lone ship that happens to be there. Yeah. Which they search. Yeah. But they they don't lift up the fucking fishing lines, do they? They don't think to fi- pick up the fishing lines. Yeah, because there's a bazooka on the end of their fishing lines. <laughs> Where would you hide weapons on a boat? Under the boat is like the easiest place to hide shit. Or like, or like in plain sight, disguised as a massive cigar. Indeed, you say. Um, yeah, no. So the the plan to move also like the senator's just like he's in a car at one point that's just driving around. He's in an airport that's like nice and open. Um, he's just standing out the front of the building at one point. Just kill him at any of those points. Where again, they know always where he is. They just I mean the the one thing this plan is contingent on is that they know exactly where he is. He's in this room facing the sea. Yeah, but you know where he is always. Yeah. You're gonna fire a rocket into his fucking house. Yeah, blow his car up in the carpool outside the uh, outside the hotel. You, you've got an assassin sitting outside Rachel McAdams' father's house. Put him outside the senator's house. It would have been easier to fucking put a bomb in the lobby of the hotel and then just fuck off and detonate it remotely. Yeah. None of this fucking airplane shenanigans. Completely pointless. And so many things could have gone wrong. Yeah. Like, she may she may have refused to cooperate. Oh, no! I love the fact that we've, 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 we've busted a hole in their plan. We haven't even... Me- this is the first time we've mentioned the airplane bit. <laughs> um... But let's once again, as we have to every single time we review a not amazing movie, <laughs> suspend our disbelief enough to find, think that all of the other ideas we just came up with, which were way better ideas, were somehow fucking impossible. And literally, the only way he could die, maybe he's immune to everything except rocket launches launched from a ship. Okay? Maybe he's immune to everything. Are you saying that he's some kind of um, uh, meta human? Are you saying that Killian Murphy's character might be the good guy in this? Yes, I am. <laughs> so the senator, holy shit! So maybe the senator, if the senator lives, why? Yeah, why are we going after this particular senator? Like he seems squeaky clean. Maybe he's dodge as fuck. He does seem very, very squeaky clean, doesn't he? That is suspiciously very so. So suspiciously maybe, clean. If he can only be killed by rocket launchers. Launched from a boat. Specifically launched from boats. That yeah, maybe he's like a meta human and maybe he's like working his way like through through the corridors of power so that he can use his influence to um to to uh, manipulate policies and laws that we won't realise until it's too late that we're fucked. Until the meta humans have taken over. And it makes perfect sense because he doesn't live near the sea. Motherfucker's a linchpin. Motherfucker's a linchpin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
in like the future fall of humanity. <gasps> oh my God, Killian Murphy's the Rachel McAdams. What have you done? <laughs> yeah, but well, she was unknowing and she's cute, so I forgive her. So basically, <laughs> um, Cillian Murphy's the good guy, but he's not good at explaining himself. Like maybe if he. Well, in the same way that he's a bad guy that's not good at explaining himself or doing things, he's a, he's actually a good guy who's not good at explaining himself or doing things. Right, he's right, just right. he's he's still he's still shit. He's just a good person. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Where where are we with the, with the plant? Right, we've barely mentioned the plane. Um, There's a plane, by the way. Are, are we are we in agreement then that the the fucking the way that they try to kill the senator, then they fail, by the way. Um, yeah. To kill the senator. Because he wasn't in the room. Because he wasn't in the room. Ah! <laughs> the one floor of the plan. What if they leave the room? To get, to get the senator in that room, where they fucking biff it to kill him in the first place, to get him in the room, they use Rachel... They, he goes on the plane to threaten Rachel McAdams. They've got a dude waiting outside her father's house and will kill the father if she doesn't comply. And what she has to do is phone the hotel, change um, change the rooms over, and, and authorize the change of the rooms in her name. That's all she has to do. That's all she has to do. And she spends the film basically. And like, I do like the like the, the back and forth between them. Yeah, I like the sitting down. I like Rachel McAdams' character in this as well. I think she does a good job of giving what she her odd situation. I, I like Killian Murphy. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a low point for Killian Murphy, but still, he does well with it. Yeah, totally agree. It's just the it's just the entire premise of the movie I disagree mostly with, <laughs> which is which is a bit of a problem. Like I mean, Killian Murphy is a fantastic actor, so like even if he has a a role which really doesn't make any sense, he still acts it amazingly well and charmingly. So, well done, well done you. Choose better, choose better scripts. I don't think that going through Rachel McAdams is the way they should have gone with this anyway. But if they were to go the Rachel McAdams route, should he have done it at the airport? Well, I mean, they met at the airport, right? Yeah. Should he, should he have done it on the airplane? I mean, he could have t- he could have taken met her at the airport because he knows he knows that she's going to be there. That's why he meets yeah. her there. So fair enough. Meeting her at the airport, not a problem. Why wait until he gets on the airplane to, yeah. to do it? He could have just like uh, made some either kidnapped her blatantly or made some excuse. Oh, your father's having a massive heart attack. Uh, I've uh, I'm I'm his financial advisor, and he he's asked me to take you outside, bundle her into a taxi cab, and tie her up. Yeah. Why do it on the plane where so many fucking things can possibly go wrong? And you can't escape if things do go wrong. Yeah. You're in the tube. You can't. You can't get out. The tube is in the air. The tube is full of farts. Yeah, distracting smells. Distracting smells. Shit on, on in-flight entertainment. By the way, I mean, I suppose it's a it's a d- domestic flight, but st- but still. Yeah, this is this is another thing that made me think of a maybe maybe this is just domestic American flights, but like a, I I thought it seemed like a nine, mid nineties movie because there's no like TV screens in the back of the of the seats like they always have now with the t- with movies and shit on it. Yeah. Um, they just have a phone. The airphone. Oh, by the way, I did like the airphone bit where the the phone got disconnected, 
But yeah, she, that's clever. she continued to like bull, bullshit her way through it, and then he like notices that the dude next to him is like banging his handset because it's disconnected. But again, like, like but like I've said, of all the things, so many things could have gone wrong yeah. with this plan just because he's on a plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, the the plane part of it should have been avoided. The plane part of it should have this. The, there are too many stakes on this plane. You should have. Then you didn't <laughs> need to do it on the plane. He she, he could have done because he it's just like a conversation with her in a public place. He could have done it at the bar at the beginning when they're that's waiting what I'm for getting the flight. to. Yeah, he could have done it at the bar at the beginning because he that's also a public place surrounded by people, and it's like don't fucking make a scene. But I've got this. Exactly. You need to do this. The exact same uh, situation applies. She won't be able to shout and get the police because her dad had died. Yeah. That's the same. That could happen anywhere. Yeah, he could have done it at the bar. <laughs> There's literally less ways of it to fuck up that way. Yeah, and if it did fuck up, he can run away because he's on the fucking ground. And it's happening earlier, so if it does fuck up, he has more time to rectify the situation. The best way for him to have done this, to in- include the plane, <laughs> again, we're taking it that going the Rachel McAdams route was the best way, which it wasn't, and we'll get back get to that in a bit. <laughs> Using Rachel McAdams, if he had done it in the bar, and then he had taken her to the plane and sat her on the plane and said, "Right, we're just going to sit on the plane now, and and you just stay stay here. Uh, we'll sit here, and when in flight, um, everything will be done." Don't need to worry about. As soon as he sat her down, if he then did the headbutt thing, knocked her out, and then went before the plane is taken off. Actually, I need to. Uh, uh, to I, uh, I think I've left something in the terminal, or I don't feel I've, I've got fear of flying. And he gets off the plane and just leaves her on the plane, knocked out. Don't wake my friend. She's dead tired. Yes, that's that's. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yes, that. But without yeah. climate, doesn't Arnie? climb through the wheel well of the car of that plane he does yeah he, he's gonna try and avoid that by getting off before the plane takes off what film is that commando commando yeah fuck. Oh, i gotta watch that and i i know i've misquoted it but that's the general gist of what he says yeah no i, I believe that's what he says um hang on gotta put something something like that it's close to that i gotta see how much um that is on amazon um <laughs> Commando Blu-ray, thirty-five pound. Get fucked. Oh, eight pound. That's better. Um, <laughs> I don't need the special director's cut. Fuck that. I just want the normal one. Um, that movie had a director. Wow. <laughs> you fucking wash your mouth out, bitch. Um, <laughs> it's a good movie. So yeah, uh, where did we land on this? So where did we land? E. Um, e. <laughs> We've we've pointed out so far that they didn't need to move the senator to a different room to be able to kill him. There was like a hundred different ways that they could have done it instead. The way that they did do it is stupid and convoluted. They didn't need to coerce Rachel McAdams on the plane. They could have done it on the ground. I don't think that, I don't think that's if they even needed to coerce Rachel McAdams at all. They didn't oh, yes. need necessarily to change the room. So point number three. Did they need Rachel McAdams at all? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, for the movie, yes, because she's hot. You know who they should have um, approached? Cynthia. Who the fuck is Cynthia? The girl who's actually working at the hotel that night. Oh, right. <laughs> yes! <laughs> right? 
<laughs> but she doesn't have she doesn't have the uh, the the connections and the code. But she would have. But she. But she would have called her uh, Rachel McAdams, like she does at the beginning. At the beginning of the film, she gets Rachel McAdams' login details because of a yeah difficult, difficult uh, customer problem solved. Also, why? <laughs> Right, the, the 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 difficult customer at the beginning of the film, they ask assholes. for a different room, and they're assholes. And she says, "I can't do that with uh, my login; doesn't allow me to do that." What possibly can you do at the reception desk of a hotel if your login details, if your login account doesn't give you the power to change someone's room? Well, I've asked this. Que- I've asked this question many times when I've been at a hotel. Jeff, because <laughs> they, they tend not to be able to do fucking anything ever. So that I found that to be I found that to be fairly accurate. To be honest. <laughs> All right, okay, I'll I'll back off on that. Uh, <laughs> but I, she, I see your point, though. Yeah, she does call Rachel McAdams, and Rachel McAdams gives her her login details over the phone, so she has them now. And I assume that this isn't the first time this has happened, so she probably just well, should write that shit down. But if Killian Murphy approached the hotel woman instead, Cynthia, Cynthia's her name, yeah. um, and threatened her instead, she could have still called up Rachel McAdams for a different reason, maybe the complaining people. She could have, A, remembered the code from before. Yeah. B, she could have called and been honest about the situation. Or yeah. C, she could have called and made up another random situation about that couple just to get the code. Just to get the code to get into the system and change the senator's thing. Because when the senator comes comes in and says, oh, we've changed the room, who's authorised this? Cynthia just says it. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that Rachel McAdams doesn't talk to the senator. No. He, no. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even need the fucking login details, really. Yeah. Just say, uh, Lisa said this. Oh, yeah, shit, that's a good point. Just move him to a different room and just say, yeah. He's literally going to be there for 10 minutes before he blows up. And then you're going to blow it up. They should have gone out to, they should have gone for Cynthia. Or just, yep. You're right. You're actually, you're right. You don't need login details to just change, tell a dude that he's in a different room. They could have just killed Cynthia and Cillian Cillian Murphy just pose as hotel star. Oh, at which point, Cillian Murphy, uh, Cillian Murphy, Cillian Murphy isn't even needed for the entire operation. Yeah, neither is the assassin. They've just lowered their costs. They just need a guy. Actually, no, Cillian Murphy is needed still. He needs to talk to Cynthia. They just need the guy, the rocket launcher, and Cillian Murphy. That's it. Um, all they had to do was infiltrate the hotel. Yeah, not I'm do sure this mad plain that- shit. They, they, Cynthia could have been like a working there for months. It could have been hired by the assassins yeah. to work there. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you take. Make sure you take the Sunday shift. All that's all they needed for this was to get access to the hotel. They could have got a job at the hotel, posed as a hotel. They could have posed as a hotel, posed as hotel staff. <laughs> Killian <laughs> Murphy, but, his most demanding role yet, as a literal hotel. Um. <laughs> Uh, anything else about their plan? I think we've comprehensively pulled deconstructed their plan. <laughs> <laughs> They're shit at plans. The, how many people are in their little group? By the way, there's like six people. 
There's a Killian Murphy's uh, on the airplane. For some reason, there are five people on the boat. Is there five people on the boat? There's oh, one... is it like th- 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 three to five. I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah, I think there's three on the back, and there's one that's driving it up top. So there's like seven, seven or eight people in their team, right? Yep. There's the assassin. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So they sat down and had a meeting about how they're going to do this, and not a single one of them went. Um, what's what's up, Dave? That's is, fucking Dave again. Is um, always the naysayer. This, this plan's bullshit. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Dave! Don't you have anything constructive to say? We invite you to take part, but all we ask is that you remain positive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, who's going to be the guy with the bazooka? Muggins here, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so their plan, absolute bullshit. Um, uh, Did they have to buy the boat? Yeah. uh, There's so much. Actually, yeah, no, thinking about it, now that you've said that, buying the boat is a paper trail, isn't it? Even renting the boat is a paper (laughs) trail. Getting on the plane, it's a paper trail. The 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 airport is full of security. Paper trail. Renting the oh, car lots of, lots of is probably paper trail. There's so much fucking evidence that if they just anything else, didn't that Cillian Murphy planned if once the assassination was done, he's just going to kill Rachel McAdams to get rid of that that um, evidence, and then his dad's going to get assassinated anyway. Get rid of that threat as well. Yeah, probably. It was lucky. It was lucky that Rachel McAdams had been previously mugged. Right. I. Well, when they sh- they show when she's getting changed, they show the scar. I fucking hate. I I hate the fact that they they gave her this little bit of backstory. The reason that she fights back is because she was raped in the past, and now he's going to fight back this time. Yeah, it's the only reason. It's the only reason, and the fact is, she doesn't even mention it. She doesn't fight back until she tells the story. Yeah, but she kind of fights fights back in a kind of a not doing as she's told kind of way. That's about as far as it goes. Though. I generally hate this idea that you have to explain why female characters can fight people. The like we had this we had this last last uh, last time with the like people complaining about Michelle Rodriguez being um, a brawler. So why why can a girl be the brawler? Have you not met Michelle Rodriguez? She kick your ass. Fuck yeah, she would. I'd why, probably enjoy it. Why do you need to explain these things? I mean, people keep pointing out, but girls are smaller and weaker. There's a, a literal, like, classical story called David and Goliath that is known, we've known for fucking centuries, that points out specifically that speed, skill, and intelligence overcome strength every time. Or at least can overcome strength. Yeah. I mean, just because something is stronger than you doesn't mean there's no way to beat it. Yeah, there are there are other ways. So, like, I, I was thinking because people did this for like Ray in um, Star Wars. So, oh, how come she can like you use use a sword? She she lives by herself on a planet as a scavenger where she has to fight for survival every day. And you're like going, but she's a girl. How can she f- fight a sword against one emo guy? <laughs> without training why does in the original star wars luke skywalker 
he's a farm boy, and at the end of that film, he's flying a fucking fighter jet. A water farmer, no less. Not even a proper farmer. It's not even proper water, it's moisture. That's fuck all. <laughs> and he's shit farmer, he is. At the end of that film, he's flying a fucking fighter jet like it ain't no thing. All we know about his backstory is that he, he can drive a car and he kills animals for fun. That's all we know. And he's quite good at with robots. He's quite good with robots, that's all. And he's flying a fighter jet, and no one fucking questions that. Phantom Menace. And Phantom Menace, that little kid... Yeah, he can drive a he can drive a pod racer, which are basically fucking race cars. And at the end of that, he's flying a fucking spaceship. Lewis Hamilton is shit hot at the F F one, but given an F sixteen, yes. and I'm pretty sure he can do fuck all with that. So I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> so I don't know why we keep having to fucking explain why girls can do stuff. We, we never used to do this stuff. Why is Ripley a badass? Because she fucking is. Because he's fucking Ripley. Well, because she has to be. Because, yes, that's exactly it. Because it's the same reason that most dudes are badass in films. Because they have to be. Because if she wasn't, there wouldn't be an alien too. And same same as, yeah, like you say, with any movie, with anyone in it, guy or girl. Because they're pretty much put in a situation where they have to be. Rise or fall, bitches. And so, yeah, we never used to be this like... So I fucking hate that there's a character point for Rachel McAdams. It's the only character point that she has is the fact that she fights back against this dude because she was raped in the past. Yeah, it's completely irrelevant. She could have just fought back. Yeah. Which she she would have done because her dad was in danger and that's kind of what you do. Yeah, she could have just fought back because she was it was necessary and she needed to. Ah, fuck you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> right, sorry. Sorry, rant over. <laughs> the story did work on one level in that while she was she she uh, thought about while she was telling the story, which was a distraction. So the story only worked as like a she could have told a different story, but it was just to distract his attention from the fact that she had a pen. Yeah. Um what I will say is uh, uh I was just thinking of if there's anything else. That we haven't mentioned the other the other characters on the plane. I like the little girl. Yeah, the little girl was all right. Um, the woman with the book. That was fine. Um, the annoying American guy. He was an annoying American guy. Narrow it down because they're all Americans. Uh, the the one that 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 uh, Cillian Murphy and uh, Rachel McAdams have to like a uh, calm down at inside the airport at the beginning. Oh, the businessman who's got business plans. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, I can't be here. I've got I'm on important business. He's in there's one of these guys in every one of these fucking films. Yep. <laughs> and, they're, and they're always really fucking pointless and annoying. <laughs> and also accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I he wasn't in it again. He was he was in the beginning and the end. Beginning and the end, yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't in any other other part of the film. He wasn't like waiting for the toilet, being huffy whilst they were having a fight in in the. Um... Oh, I just forgot. Reminder: the um the in in the toilet where she gets down on the floor and she's got her head. You're on your, your hands and knees in a domestic flight toilet's bathroom. Ugh, gross. I, I've done I've done that I've done that before. <laughs> Ugh. Um. Oh, horrible hangover. The, like her hair's all over the all over the toilet seat and all that kind of shit. She doesn't wash wash up afterwards. I'm just like, oh, you need to change this film to Pink Eye. <laughs> I'm quite proud that I just thought of that. 
<laughs> Heaven said that in the greatest stream of things, her dad was being threatened to death. So I know, but she's got piss on her hair. <laughs> and her dad was being threatened to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck a duck. Um, it amazes me in these situations. Yeah, I know they're talking quietly, but uh, it's like punch. There's punch. There's a head. Nobody ever hears. Nobody ever hears, especially the people behind or in front. They do show a wide shot with the people behind or asleep. Who are they going? But they don't show who's in front. And um, yeah, like, because he hits her pretty hard. Can I ask a random question? Yeah. The, the They've got those two kids that keep getting shown having arguments, like they're twins or something. What Was there a point to them? What to, I can't remember them at all. I think... There's yeah, two two oh, like oh, a... uh, the teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about little kids. Uh, she steals the pen, right? Oh, that's where she gets the pen. I was wondering where she got the pen, bro. Yeah, um, I missed that. Um, is there anything else that we haven't mentioned uh, about this this god awful fucking film? Oh, there's there's a lot. Um, we haven't even got through halfway through the flight. Um, but uh, basically, <laughs> uh, we, we've uh, I think we can. Miss most of the flight. We've we've kind of covered that with uh, she tries to avoid having to do what she has to do, ends up having to do what she has to do. I did like the fact that she stabs him in the throat with the pen that she steals. Emergency tracheotomy. And uh, yeah, he's doesn't doesn't stop him. Merely an inconvenience. Yeah, he just becomes Captain Wheezy after that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like I had to look. I had to look up. Um... When this film was made afterwards, because I'm I, when she gets off that plane, I'm like, that's fucking lax. This that's pre nine eleven security, isn't it? Yeah, she's waiting by the door, and there's no one there. And she just fucking buggers off. Um, in the house, there's there's the actual like a saving her father bit near the end. Yeah, which her father he's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do anything. She's getting chased around the house. He's just lying there. Sleep the whole time, and then doesn't he? He ends up shooting Celia Murphy, right? Because she shoots him in the leg. And when he finally decides to wake up, he shoots him in the heart. Yeah, when she's when she's in the um, airport and um, she's been chased by Killian Murphy. Um, ooh, hello, and um, airport security are running to the plane. She's in a newsstand and she's like doing this, like fucking looking across, like picking up a book and just looking at it, just as the. Um, as as the as as the security goes by, and then puts the book down, and then fucks up. I think post nine eleven security book sh- the bookshop staff are like that sus as fuck. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you acted like that in an airport, you're getting your ass tased. I'd say uh, this was quite a, a small point in the movie that I actually quite liked, though the fact that she's just stabbed him in the neck. Yeah. So they all assume that she's the threat. And the actual bad guy is free to run around doing whatever he wants. I thought that was quite a nice little point. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll give it that. Uh, anything else? Um, the credits were quite nice. What, just because the film had ended? Yeah. <laughs> still, I still don't know who wanted to kill the senator. Yeah. I mean, other than other than uh, McCracken, whatever his name was. Bill. Cillian uh, M- Murphy. Yeah. M- McKill- what was his name? Rip- Ripper? McRippen? Jack Ripner, and I just told a Phil McCracken joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that, sorry. <laughs> um, Jack Ripner, yeah. I am right in thinking that we never find out why they want the senator dead or who wants him dead, right? 
No. Then why did we watch this fucking movie? <laughs> because we Googled it and it was rough and we thought that it was set mostly on a plane. <laughs> and it and it is. But we were right. So all in all, I'd give that about a nine and a half out of ten. Where where are you sitting then, really? Um, I did like Cillian Murphy's acting. Yeah. Shame shame about the role. I also like uh Rachel McKellen's face, body and acting. A body of work, you mean? Exactly what I was referring to. In no way misogynistically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there were some, there were some nice moments. Yeah, I don't know. For, for that, those two reasons alone, I'd probably go up for high as a five. Um, I'm going nowhere near near that. I'm going to. Yeah, I thought I was being generous. Charity won't get you nowhere. <laughs> I just, I just don't like giving really low scores for things. But yeah, I mean, Cillian, literally the only two things that I can think of that are redeeming about it is the acting of Cillian Murphy and Rachel McAdams and mm. Rachel McAdams' body. There's three things. I'll give it a three. Yeah, so they, they get the, for me, they get a point each and then everything else detracts away from... Did you forget uh, about Rachel McAdams' body? Of work? No, yeah, I, I, I had it up <laughs> on Google a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna do that joke in every single podcast. Um, speak, speak, speak. Speaking of misogyny, Killian Murphy's character—he—he's like weirdly. I know he's a bad guy, and bad guys can just say shitty things. But it's weirdly misogynistic. Some of the things he says to her. Probably, I don't remember. There's a bit where he just goes, "Can you get your fucking female um, no. emotions and 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 need to be a whiny bitch or something like that." Out and 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 replace it with some good male lo- logic or something like that, which may may have been a may have been a good character, may have been a good line for a character we had any information about or backstory yeah. that would explain why he has those points of view, which we don't. So it was just a random throwaway shitty line. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, this this film was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, good choice, good choice, Jeff. You're welcome. You have to t- you have to take the the good with the bad. Go on. Go on. I tried to I tried to find uh, if there's any good trivia about this film. No, there isn't. There's none. Um, uh, the one thing I could find of find was uh, it, it exists. Yeah. Oh, the airline, the airline, the fake airline. Oh, the th- the only thing that I've learned today uh, whilst doing a bit of research about this film is there is a Wikipedia, a fan Wikipedia that logs fake airlines in films. <laughs> so this one's Fresh Air. So if you type in Fresh Air airline, you'll find the Wikipedia that logs all fake airlines from films, which I kind of like. Fresh Air. Yeah, fresh air, which apparently what used to be a real airline in Nigeria, um, but it was cargo planes. Um, Originally founded by Will Smith. The fresh, the f- yeah, okay, I'll give you that. He was the Fresh <laughs> Prince Bell. Air, air. Um, right, I think that's it, isn't it? I think so. Um, I, I mean, uh, th- there's loads of other things I could say. I'm not sure any of them would be useful. <laughs> <laughs> Next film is Passenger Fifty Seven, right? Which was my choice, and I take full full uh, responsibility for that choice. I have not seen that film since it came out. I don't even know what it's about. So uh, I've not. I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Nope. Yeah, I can't remember a single thing about it apart from the fact that it's got Wesley Snipes. I think. I think the the main character doesn't pay his taxes or something. 
Yeah, something like that. What, was it? This was the first one of the three, right? This first of the three, yeah. And then it, what's the last one? Executive decision. Okay, I like executive decision. Yeah, yeah. Don't Julegizzi Julegizziama, however you pronounce that name. I've seem to have lost the ability. Seem to have forgotten how to speak in the last three minutes. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Okay. Carl, uh, if people were to endeavour to search for you, where would they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, colin.gerard.92. Yeah. Um, and I'm on Facebook, Colin Gerard. And yeah. uh, I'm in Osaka. If you just walk around aimlessly, you might bump into me. Fair, fair enough, skis. Um, and we are on on YouTube at The Badger's Apprentice, where you can get static videos of these podcasts, as well as other shenanigans. Um, and TikTok at Badger's Apprentice. Couldn't get the the for some reason. Um, and on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called, at TBA, that's the Padgett's Apprentice, underscore tweets. Um, so hit us up. I started that sentence like there was a second part to it, and there wasn't, so I, I ran out of steam there. So hit us up! <laughs> like John, th- I thought you were going to do the, uh, what's his name? Horn from uh, the Taskmaster. This podcast is often described. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke one of my favorite jokes ever <laughs> uh by the way i'm pretty sure we missed a load of, a load of stuff so if there are any extra uh vilifying comments or good points feel free to comment correct or add to our disdain all right uh so uh see you next time for Pastor 57. Laters, fucks. Bye-bye. I'm going to redo mine. Get off my plane. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking people. Our motherfucking podcast. <laughs>